Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we are talking with Chan Lee today from J.K. Lee. And it, it's, it's uh, you know, I do this youth sports show, and I'm pretty comfortable talking high school football or youth football, basketball, baseball, getting comfortable talking about a few other things. But when you're talking about martial arts, especially um, geared towards young student-athletes, um, I, 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 this is outside of my, uh, my realm. And, and I went to the guy that I think is, uh, is probably the expert in this area. Other than going to Marquette high, he seems like a really good guy. John Lee from JK Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. Wow. A dig at Marquette so early in the morning. Oh my goodness, sir. Are you kidding me? It's already nine Oh one. I'm usually digging <laughs> at Marquette, you know, sometime in that seven o'clock hour. Hey, as we talk, um, jkleeblackbelt.com is the website. J.K. Lee Black Belt uh, Academy is the name. And they've got uh, a number of, of different um, places all over southeast Wisconsin. We're going to talk with with, uh, with Sean about that. But I want to start with kind of his background and and growing up and learning to, 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 to be um, somebody in, involved with, with the martial arts. He is a, a grandmaster. Um, and he is uh, a guy that teaches, I think still teaches almost every day uh, when they're open. And uh, can we talk a little bit about your background in growing up and learning uh, the discipline of, of martial arts? Absolutely. Um, my family came from South Korea in 1975. So I came as a little kid. And my father is a, um, a grandmaster in Taekwondo. And he came uh, to the United States and started teaching at the YMCA. And, uh, you know, took the bus, went from one place to the other. At that time, my mom was working at the uh, Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. And, um, you know, we're just a typical immigrant family uh, trying to make its way. And uh, a year later, he saved enough money and opened his first Taekwondo school in 1976 on 36th and North Avenue, right in Central City, Milwaukee. So wow. that's where I grew up. That's where our, our, our school first started. And uh, unbeknownst to my father, he opened on July 1st uh, weekend, uh, not knowing it was July 4th weekend. So he had his big grand opening planned. All this was about to happen. And then um, a week before the grand opening celebration, a drunk driver goes through the front door, right? And um, my father at that time was thinking, oh, my goodness, how am I going to survive this, right? And at that time, uh, uh, a lady named Sandy Fujiasco, who was one of my father's students, said, you know, hey, sir, I got this. I think I can help you out. Talks to the insurance company, talks with the police. You know, uh, you know, we had very limited English skills at that time. And, uh, you know, uh, my father was just absolutely devastated because he thought for sure everything he put into and saved in the last year and coming to this country was gone, right? He, uh, uh, Sandy comes back to my father and goes, well, you know, we have uh, – We've got a settlement. We're going to get uh, $500 from the insurance company to, to refix everything, and they're going to give you another 500 on top of that for your troubles. And so that was the humble beginnings of J.K. Lee's, and my father thought immediately, 
what a great country. Holy cow. You know? <laughs> that's and, awesome. And that's how J.K. Lee's got started. And uh, my father taught that for many years. And um, I grew up pretty much in the Taekwondo uh, world where, um, you know, I trained almost every day. Uh, you know, the school bus dropped me off at <laughs> at the Taekwondo school. And, um, you know, at that time, my mom was saving up uh, uh, for herself to, to possibly stay home. And, um, yeah, she was working at, uh, like I said, at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. And this was a very busy time in our lives. But my uh, my, my amazing parents made it. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a, a very great immigrant story and also another great reminder of how awesome uh, being an American citizen is. And, uh, uh, and yeah, they, they made it that way. And, and, um, I, uh, went to, uh, St. Dominic's grew up, uh, uh, in Brookfield later on, we moved out of, uh, the inner city and then, uh, went to Marquette high school and, uh, and then finally graduated from, uh, the university of Wisconsin, Madison. Um, I, I, uh, really thought doing Taekwondo mo- my whole life, I was never going to do it as a career. Right. I mean, that's why you went to college, Right. Right. So, so I was like, I'll, I'll go to college. I'll help my dad, you know, part-time with the school. And, um, I went to Madison and, you know, you, after a while you kind of miss it. So you're like, all right. So I joined the club there. And next thing I know, I'm in charge of like 70 students at Madison and uh, I'm teaching in Madison and just realized I was having a, a blast <laughs> teaching. So, uh, in a, in a weird, ironic way, I had to go to college to discover that Taekwondo was, was, uh, meant for me to do. So right out of college, I just went back to my father and I said, Dad, let's, let's work together and, and worked in the family business and worked my way to getting a master's in Taekwondo, uh, became the Wisconsin state coach uh, for Taekwondo, uh, produced uh, uh, two national champions out of our school. And um, yeah, we uh, had a really awesome time in those formative years to get to where I am today. And currently we have uh, six locations in the Milwaukee area. And uh, we have a, a, an incredible team of teachers that are pretty dedicated in, in, in the art of, of Taekwondo. He is so Chan Lee. How I got started. Yep. He is uh, Master Lee. He is the son of Grandmaster um, Lee. And, and Chan, when, when it, first of all, do you have a, a large family, brothers, sisters? I have one sister um, that um, is part of our organization. She teaches our Waksha school. I have a cousin who teaches our Sussex Lake Country School. And um, other than that, we, uh, the rest of the people are are people that have uh, become students of ours that uh, have grown into passionate teachers that uh, are now running our locations. Hey, when when somebody asks you, and, and and I've done this because I'm I'm interested. In fact, when you guys reopen, we've talked about me coming in, and and and, and I'm going to take some classes and go through this because I'm I'm trying to work out. And you said, look, it's a great workout. And, and I've got some grandsons that I'd like to maybe bring uh, to you as well because they live fairly close to your Brookfield location. And we're going to try to do this together. And, and when, I, when I asked you that, you started laughing. You said, hey, look, we, we have families. That's a really good family thing to do. So you bring your grandsons and you guys can go through this together. You know, back in the day, a zillion years ago, when people thought about Taekwondo, they thought about just trying to, to learn that to be able to take care of themselves. And, and if they got into fights, they could they could win the fight. Now it's more about the discipline and being able to keep yourself out of those situations, correct? 100%, 100%. You know, as they say, Bruce Lee said that the fight that you're always going to win is the one that you're never going to, that you're never in, right? 
And, uh, um, and one of the things my father um, really taught um, was that kindness was the ultimate self-defense, right? Because if everybody was kind to each other, guess what? We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to, like, fight and defend ourselves. And my father's first crop of black belts were just these amazing fighters. And if, if you look at the landscape of the 70s, it was like the Bruce Lee era. It was uh, Kung Fu, the TV show, the Green Hornet. There's all these great things. And so my father's first crop of black belts were all these people that uh, wanted to learn how to fight, you know. And, uh, and, and my father created this incredible team of black belts that just went to tournaments and cleaned up. And, um, and then after a while, he thought, okay, well all right, these guys are missing the point, right? So he made them clean their parks. He made them do some character education. And one of the things he said is that, you know, you've got to improve yourself as, in terms of learning martial arts. And, um, and um, he taught that, you know, a warrior was someone that didn't just fight, but was someone that also made their villages better. So uh, a lot of what we do is also a lot of community service as, as part of getting a black belt. And so then as, um, as time went on, you know, these people brought their kids in and um, it just became a family endeavor. So I think we were one of the first schools in the Milwaukee area to host uh, family martial art classes. And, um, you know, it wasn't just for uh, adults. But then in 1985, an amazing movie came out. It was called The Karate Kid. Yep. And, and that single movie uh, changed the landscape of the whole martial art industry. Everybody and their mother wanted to bring their children to martial art classes. So you went from like this rough and tumble, all right, let's fight, let's, let's free spar, like, you know, full contact, uh, hard knocks type taekwondo to in the 80s, it just changed to, to us teaching a lot of children. Uh, but my father said, you know what, we've got to get the parents to do it with them. And, and so we had these family classes that were just amazing where kids can work out with their parents. And now we have, you know, generational stuff where we have grandparents working out. Our oldest student is, I believe, 87 years old. Um, to kids as young as three. And, um, you know, as my father would always say is that, you know, someone, someone's going to take your wallet or someone's going to beat you up or do harm to you. You can't go, I got a bad knee. I'm, I'm 70, you know, right. those, those, those excuses don't work. So, you know, he said, well, we have to adapt. So he, we tell our students, you know, we don't know if you have a bad knee. We don't know if you have a bad back. We don't know what hurts. Okay. We have one rule. If it hurts, don't do it. Right. Just adapt to it. So we have certain people that just can't kick. There are certain people that just can't throw full punches with their left hand because of bad shoulders or whatever. We just have to adapt and, you know, do something that doesn't hurt them, like an elbow strike or a knee strike and so forth. And Taekwondo is a striking art. Um, you know, we believe uh, in terms of a, a self-defense uh, protocol, it's, you know, the, the, the fastest and easiest way to defend yourself is learning how to strike. So we do a lot of blocks, kicks, punches, knee strikes, elbow strikes, things like that. And then our job as teachers is to teach them into a sequence that people can learn to use it as a self-defense tool for themselves. And I tell our students that your job as a student of martial arts is to find the best self-defense system for yourself, right? So that way then, you know, something happens and you can defend yourself the way you need to. And, and if Mrs. McGivern ever did Taekwondo class, she'd have to defend herself a different way because of her body type and height and strength and so forth. So everybody is going to be a little different in the tools they use to defend themselves in, well, in whatever situation that's out there. And, and, and I'm glad you said that because I think she's listening and she is going to come with me. And, and oh, she doesn't awesome. know that yet, but but she is. And and I think we'll, you know, we'll go through this together. And, and we've done some of uh, this kind of stuff before. 
And, and, and it's fun for us as a couple to do that. And I think it's important for her to learn that. Hey, before we get to a break, you had talked about the importance of giving back to the community and, and reading the bios on, on your instructors. There's one common thread you know, through all of them. And when you start reading their bios like Ian Glazer and, and, and Master Susan Miller, you know, it talks about giving back to the community with, with uh, Instructor Glazer, where he has trained hundreds of children in bully awareness and prevention, as well as hosting safety and self-defense seminars for adults. He's done a lot with the inner city um, camps and doing flag football things. And then when you, when you look at Master Susan Miller, who looks like the nicest person you know you've ever wanted to meet, and then you read her bio and you see that you're not going to go up and, and 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 take her wallet. You're just not going to be able to do that. And then you you take a look at at the bio in which she talks a lot about utilizing the, uh, Taekwondo as an effective tool for bringing out the best in children and for self. And she works as a, ch- a school psychologist in the public school system. You surround yourself with people that, that are great instructors and, and, and masters in Taekwondo, but it looks to me like you, you believe as much in giving back to the community and in that part of it with not only you and your family, but the instructors that you have. Well, thank you. I, I think, um, as they say, you're, you're, you're going to be the person of yourself based on the five people you surround yourself with. And, and I think uh, we have a lot of like-minded people that um, are, are you know passionate about martial arts, but also passionate about helping people. And, and I think that's what's really um, been kind of the core tenant of what uh, my father has taught all of us is that, you know, uh, is giving back. And, you know, I, I just, and I think that's just not just uh, a tenant of Taekwondo. I think, um, you know, that's also a tenant of America. Right. You know, uh, my father's biggest uh, hero in life is uh, General Douglas MacArthur. And my father is so appreciative of, you know, how uh, America came to the aid of of Korea during the, 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 the Korean conflict there. And, um, you know, he's always had a fond, fondness of just how big the American heart is. And, you know, now us being American citizens and so forth, you know, we we really believe it's not just a Taekwondo thing, but it, it, it really is an American thing, you know. Um, and, you know, if you see the disasters that go around the world and, and then, you know, the Red Cross or something that comes up. And I, I just remember particularly the, the tsunami that happened, um, you know, 15 or 18 years ago. And America was getting all the flack for, um, you know, invading Iraq and this and that and things that were going on. And from a political landscape around the world, America wasn't looking too great. And uh, all of a sudden the tsunami helps. And, you know, there are all these people that were just talking garbage about our United States. And you looked at the donations and the money that came in for the tsunami relief efforts halfway across the world. America was far above all the other countries. And I think, like I said, once again, it's just it's the American way. You know, it's just our way of, of, of uh, you know, trying to always be a, uh, the kind country and being the best, you know. So it's just a, a, a wonderful, and it's and another wonderful thing we try to instill in our students as well is that, in order to get a black belt, you can't just test. Yes, we want we have rigorous standards for knowing all your curriculum, knowing how to defend yourself. Our black belt test is a two-hour test. But prior to that, we require our black belts to put in 25 hours community service work. What did you do to make your village where you live better? And, and did you put 25 hours of kindness and compassion into your community? And we've had some amazing projects our kids have put together from you know, shoveling driveways for their neighbors, 
uh, in the elderly to, you know, we have some students that have done some uh, uh, education about, uh, you know, green practices for the environment and things like that. So uh, just a, a wonderful way of just looking at martial arts as a journey, not just about, you know, a, a physical journey of, of learning kicks and punches, but an enlightened journey of, of trying to be a better human being overall. He is, uh, he is Chan Lee, and he runs a Brookfield location uh, for, for J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy. They have locations in Waukesha Hills, Corners, Germantown, Sussex, Fox Point, but he runs the Brookfield one. And on that website, and I'm going to give you the website, is jkleeblackbelt.com, right up top, building confident and focused students to take on a challenging world. We're going to talk to him about when he thinks maybe they can reopen their doors. I hope it's coming soon. And uh, also about some of the things that they teach, not only kids, but but adults, uh, at J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy. It's 262-200-9528. 262-200-9528. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. The entire show today, uh, we are talking with Chan Lee. He is with J.K. Lee. And you can go to their website, jkleeblackbelt.com. And uh, he is the son of a grandmaster. He is master as well. Master Lee is what he goes by. And um, Chan, can we, t- can we start with the difference um, when people say... Hey, is martial arts just martial arts? And can you talk about the difference between martial arts and what makes uh, Taekwondo unique? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are many different martial arts out there. I think uh, all the martial arts are great. Uh, it's a great endeavor. I've uh, cross-trained a lot of different martial arts. Um, martial arts is kind of the overall heading. Um, taekwondo uh, comes from Korea. Uh, and it involves a lot of kicking and, and punching. Um, we're about 60% kicks and 40% hands. Um, Taekwondo's belief is that your leg is uh, longer, so it's a, uh, a stronger limb uh, to work with. And, um, and if you see Korea, it's a very mountainous uh, area, so um, a lot of people walking up and down the mountains, and it's a very hilly area. So kind of like makes sense that uh, they like to use their legs as kind of a kicking tool for self-defense. Um, karate comes from Japan. Um, karate is about 50% hands, 50% legs, and it's more what we call a hard art. It's very, very hard and rigid uh, in their movements, um, and it's not as flowing as Taekwondo. Um, and uh, uh, there's uh, several different styles of Taekwondo, or I'm sorry, several different styles of karate, um, but uh, karate is kind of categorized as kind of a hard art. Um, Kung Fu uh, or, or Wing Chun, it, it all comes from China, and it's a little bit more flowing. It's a lot more um, hand, hand-based type uh, activity, so there's a lot of flowing circular type motions like Tai Chi and, and things like that, uh, some of the stuff that Bruce Lee did. So um, they uh, are involved in... Uh, um, doing a lot of uh, circular type motions, close quarters type uh, activity with their hands. And then you have the grappling arts. Um, you have uh, judo and jiu-jitsu, which also comes from Japan. And then, uh, and then um, uh, when judo or jiu-jitsu made it to uh, Brazil, uh, 
um, the Gracie family turned it into a Brazilian style. So they have the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu style, sure. or, or also known as BJJ. And so the grappling arts are all, like you know, using chokes, and it's a kind of a style of wrestling. And then you have um, Aikido and Hakido, which are like the joint lock type uh, uh, martial arts, kind of like Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal right. stuff is, is uh, more of that type of stuff. And uh, the origins of that is uh, Japan. And then uh, uh, Koreans also have their version of that called the Hapkido. So Aikido and Hapkido. So I've also trained in those types of things. Really um, great stuff to learn in close quarters when someone grabs you and someone uh, physically superior than you grabs you you get a chance to use leverage and, and, and joints to kind of take them out. So um, to, to sweep them out or, or throw them and so forth. Um, uh, great art to learn, but hard as a practitioner because you have to do a lot of falls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, they're all great. And um, like I said, uh, you know, it was in- interesting in the 80s. It was sort of like, um, you know, it was very secretive. You know, 70s and 80s, it was like, you know, my style can beat your style. It was like that that type of thing that was going on. You know, my kung fu is better than your kung fu. My taekwondo is better than your taekwondo. And no one wanted to, like, share uh, techniques or, or anything between the things. And um, luckily, my father at that time had friends that were um, uh, practitioners in Aikido and then uh, practitioners in... Um, in uh, 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 judo. So I picked up some judo. Uh, I've, I've been doing judo for about 15 years, uh, more than that, maybe 20 years or so. And I was, I, I've been able to pick up some of that stuff um, in Aikido and, and Hapkido. So I, 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 I was cross training in, in MMA before MMA kind of happened. And then um, in, I think the late eighties, um, the uh, UFC came out and it was like, it was eye opening. It really was. And, and the reason it was so eye-opening was because it got a chance for everybody to learn that you can't just be set in one art, that right. you have to cross-train. And I think um, if you look at our curriculum, I think we've evolved with the times. Um, personally, as a teacher, uh, it was great because it gave you a chance to kind of expand your, your playbook a little bit and say, okay, well, let's learn all these different things. And, um, you know, I, I tell our, our people that, 70% of what we do at J.K. Lee's is traditional-based Taekwondo, right? Locking, kicking, punching, all these, you know, different things that you need to learn. And then the other 30% is what I call street-based tactics, right? That it's a, it's a mix of stuff that I've learned over the years. And then we have a curriculum consultant, Mr. Dave Young, who is, um, to me, one of the top law enforcement and uh, uh, military trainers in the country, and I got hooked up with him. Actually, this is a great story. Um, uh, back in, um, after 9-11 happened, um, uh, I, I started teaching flight attendants for free. And um, it was one of these things, Mike, where, you know, we didn't know what was going on in this country. Kind of like, like today, right? Right. With what's everything that's going on with Corona. And after 9-11 happened, um, uh, I had this mom that was a flight attendant and she said, Hey, we're going to be up in the air in three days. Can you, can you teach us how to defend ourselves? And I, and then I was like, sure. Yeah. Come to my school. I'll give you some private lessons and teach you how to do some elbow strikes and knee strikes and all these different things that you can use to defend yourself on an aircraft. And, um, you know, I, so I made up props, put some chairs and, you know, kind of like made it look like an airplane and, and all this stuff. And she calls me back and she goes, Hey, uh, I'm going to bring 21 of my friends. Is that okay? I'm like, oh my. sure. 
So all of a sudden I had all these flight attendants and, you know, it was the right thing to do. Just, you know, keep our country safe and teach these flight attendants because the, the pilots now lock their doors. So I'm teaching them how to do all these, you know, takedowns and, and, and knockouts and so forth. And then um, at that time, I didn't know how to cuff anybody, you know, handcuffing and stuff. So I asked some of our law enforcement um, uh, students and they said, um, yeah, the guy you need to talk to is a guy named Gary Klugowitz from, from Milwaukee. And I said, okay, let me talk to Gary and maybe he can teach me. And next thing I know, Gary is the preeminent expert in, in uh, self-defense in Wisconsin for law enforcement. Um, and yeah, he was one of the first, he was one of the, one of the people that helped um, create the defense and arrest tactics manual, I believe in 1978. And I, next thing I know, I'm like, Gary is the man. I, I need to follow the way he, he's doing things. So Gary and I collaborated and started working with these flight attendants on how to take someone down, how to like pick, you know, uh, subdue a, a possible hijacker and, 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 uh, and using the, uh, his idea was that we were going to use the, uh, the passengers to, uh, uh, subdue the, uh, um, the attacker. Sure. Just like they do in corrections, right? So someone grab a head, someone grab you to the limbs and so forth. So, uh, we wrote our proposals to all these airlines because the airlines came out saying, okay, um, the, the, the U S government came out with a federal mandate that flight attendants had to learn 16 hours of self-defense. And so we wrote these, uh, 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 proposals to all of them. And so we taught Midwest airlines back in the day, people on the radio, don't know there was an airline here in Milwaukee called Midwest Express Airlines. So we went to Midwest Express headquarters and taught there. Uh, we did some work at United Airlines, you know, showed our proposal there and so forth. And then um, Richard Reed, the shoe bomber guy, do you remember that? Yes, the, you bet. So Richard Reed does his thing. And then next thing you know, United Airlines people did exactly what our proposal did, which was everybody grab a limb, take a belt, tie them down, and then they, like, hog-tied them on the airplane. Yep. And they, they I kind remember of that. Everybody. So everybody <laughs> read a report, and it was kind of prophetic. We were like, oh, my gosh, you know, we can't teach flight attendants in 16 hours how to defend themselves, but we can teach them how to become, like, quarterbacks on an airplane to help get people to help them subdue everybody or sub subdue a bad person on the airplane. And, um, and from awesome. there, we just, we just kind of, like, exploded. I was on CNN I got my like 15 minutes of fame in that time. I was on, on CNN. I was an NBC Today show. Uh, I almost made Oprah, uh, but I got kicked off by the shoe bomber crew. Um, <laughs> but all, yeah, all this craziness happened. But that the reason I told you the story is that that's where my eyes opened and said, okay, these techniques are all great, but if it doesn't have a street value to it, like you can't practically apply these things, then it's, they're useless to you. So that's where my education with working with some of my law enforcement friends and trainers and so forth. Dave Young, Mr. Gary Klugwitz have made a tremendous impact in our in our curriculum at J.K. Lee's to say, okay, is it street street applicable? Can you can you defend yourself? Is it going to really work? And if it doesn't, then we're going to have to throw the technique away. And so, yeah, sorry, he, that's my. No, lesson. that's okay. Yeah. He he is he is Master Chan Lee. He is again J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy. You can go to their website. It's jkleeblackbelt.com. And on the other side of the break, I want to talk about um, the traits that, that, that children um, that are part of martial arts develop. And, and, and I think in our, in our society, in our lives now, I think it's really important. I, I don't know, uh, Sean, I know you listen to some of the things that, that, that I do here on the radio station. 36 years coaching uh, basketball. And I can tell you that I think 
you know, as parents and as grandparents in our community now, it's it's more important than ever that, that we teach kids self-esteem and self-confidence and focus and concentration and physical fitness and leadership, respect. And these are all parts of the traits that, that children will learn and develop through martial arts. And we're going to talk to Shauna a little bit more about that part of the program that they offer. Uh, at J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy, again, they have six locations, Brookfield, Waukesha, Hills Corners, Germantown, Sussex, and Fox Point. And you can go to their website. And there's a lot of really good information on their website. It's jkleeblackbelt.com. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy with Master Chan Lee. He uh, he runs the Brookfield location, but they have six. Again, you can get all the information you need. JKLeeBlackBelt.com is their website. Hey, Chan, can we talk a little bit about... You guys have been closed now for a bit. Do, do you see the light to the end of the tunnel when maybe you guys can, can reopen again? Well, we're hoping sometime um, at the end of April, early May. But um, obviously, it's all up to our governor and our government um, and uh, how um, you know we're flattening the curve, as they say, uh, with all this social distancing. But we're hopeful. Um, luckily for us, we um, have some technological solutions for our students. We're uh, uh, doing our classes on uh, online and uh, being able to see our students live. So we're very appreciative to our community uh, that they're still uh, training and still seeing us online and still uh, pushing themselves. Uh, and then we launched like a 30-day challenge for them to try to make a best version of themselves in 30 days. So, um, and that, that's been wonderful for them to, to, to all step up and uh, and also kept uh, all our instructors uh, accountable as well. So one of the one of the challenges is that we have to do 30 miles, so one mile a day, uh, of some type of running, uh, walking, or something outside, or doing something. So uh, I did a catch up day yesterday. I did five miles because I was a little behind. Atta boy. Um, but yeah, so we have, hey, you have to get it in. You have to get it in. Hey, when we when we talk about and again, this is a youth sports show, and I want to at least for this segment, I want to really kind of focus in on what you believe by having young people. And again, when, when you guys reopen, and, and we've talked about this, I, I'm on this journey to get my down over 100 pounds. I'm working out. I can't get myself to work out as hard as I do when I go to some of the places that I go to. And with a, with a trainer over at Martin Luther, where I coach basketball, who pushes me a lot harder than I push myself. And, and I can't wait for, for them to reopen and then to be able to come in and see you and, and try this out for myself. But when we talk about me bringing my three grandsons, Keegan, Logan, and, and Beckett, who are 10, 8, and 6, Liam, who's 10 months old, is a little bit young, but I'm going to bring those three with me. And when, when you talk about some of the things that kids at th that age, the 10, the 8, the 6-year-old, can learn through coming to, to J.K., um, to J.K. Lee and, and be able to say, look, we, we, can, we can help them with the respect and the patience and the goal setting. You've seen this firsthand for a number of years. This really works. Oh, 100%. And, and 
you know, it's amazing. Over the last um, 25 years uh, I've been teaching, um, we've had 17 of our black belt kids become valedictorian of their high school. And I don't know how and why that happened, but I started asking um, uh, one of uh, my students who's a child psychologist, I said, you know, how is this happening? How, how, how do these kids develop all this great character and so forth? And, and one of the things that uh, the psychologist told me was that uh, our mat is like a mirror, right? So if I have a kid that's like lazy and not trying their best on my mat, they're probably the same kid outside of my school, right? And if I have a kid that, uh, um, you know, is not confident on my mat, they're probably the same person outside of my mat. And so over time, right, you can use the, the school as kind of a way, our training on the mat as a way to develop, you know, your inner character, right? Um, one of the things we ask our students as they're moving up in rank is to, to lead warm-ups and stretches. And everybody has to put in um, 20 hours plus to, to do that. And really the secret there is, you know, one, they have to be in front of others and then they have to project their voice and sound like a leader. So you have no choice, but to go out there and, and kind of face your fears a little bit. Um, the other thing too, is there's a lot of discipline as, as you know, being in, in, in youth sports is that the only way you get better at something is you got to put the practice reps behind it. And, um, and so there's a lot of intricate moves in Taekwondo and, and, and the only way we know that you get better in it is that when you're disciplined in that practice to get better in those moves, and then it shows when we do our scenarios for self-defense that, you know, have you been practicing? Because you'll, you should be able to get out of that hold or move or whatever is happening to you. And, um, and, it, and to me, it becomes the true embodiment of, of uh, life skills in, in, in real life, right? They, they start happening, right? So it's kind of a mini version of that, right? You start doing things that scare you and then you overcome it. You know, you start being disciplined because you got to practice get better so you don't embarrass yourself on the mat or you want to get better so you can you know be able to show your uh, your peers that you uh, have mastered a technique and you're able to move on to the next rank uh and so forth so you know it just becomes a wonderful laboratory uh, of sorts uh, of developing excellent life skill that kind of sets you for the rest of your life uh because you've learned martial arts and and then parents especially if parents are involved with the classes with with, with what's going on you get a talking point because now you get to go home and say, Hey, do you remember, you know, you didn't get that move down and I liked how you practiced it. And now you have the move down. You really see the improvement uh, because you, you practice these moves and, and techniques and, and so forth. And, you know, it's just really a wonderful way for the, for the kids to grow. And, and I like, I remember uh, I used to like only like working with teens and, and so forth. But now as I get older, really love working with uh, the younger kids because it's just such a, they're such an open book and, and their minds are so open in terms of like taking in direction and then cementing that, uh, that lesson at, a, at an early age so they can apply it in, in other ways later. But, he is uh, um, master Chan Lee. He is with JK Lee and, and, you know, go to the, not only their website, which is a, g- a really good website, a lot of great information. It's JK Lee black belt.com, but go to their Facebook page. They posted this 42 minutes ago during a safe, Safer at Home Order, J.K. Lee, is now offering a free beginner Taekwondo classes for the community for children that have had no experience. It's their way of keeping kids busy and productive during this time. Learn the secrets of Taekwondo. Um, it keeps kids focused and confident. So that was, you know, under an hour ago that they posted that. 
18 hours ago, they, they, they did a special message to their students and, and just their, their Facebook page is, is really active and it gives you a lot of really good information and it gives you a chance to get involved, to learn more, kind of the mission and what the soul of, of this company is. And I think it's important uh, for you to know that because you look, you, you are having your kids get involved in something that you, you can, I, I would assume I'm trying to, I don't know, I don't know this uh, for sure, but if, if a parent is not involved with J.K. Lee, but the kids are, can they stay during the classes? Do they need to, um, are they able to stay and watch or how does that work? 100%, 100%. We encourage it. Uh, we really want parents to uh, be on our mat. Uh, there are certain portions of our class. We'll actually ask parents to come on our mat to be uh, holders for targets, and uh, so you know, just having another body on there. To, uh, for example, we do uh, you know self-defense techniques, and you know we need uh, um, you know them to kind of like mock play some of our attackers and so forth. And yeah, it's a, it's it. Uh, we highly encourage our parents to get it, be involved with what we're doing and so forth. And um, and especially with, you know, all these uh, mobile devices, it's just another way to reconnect with our children, you know. And um, I'm pretty cognizant of, like, you know, telling the parents to put their phones down and say, hey, come on, come out on the mat, go grab a target for me. Right. You know, and, uh, and yeah, that's, you know, helping That's their really kids. important. Really important. Oh. Hey, before we get to a break, we've got about four or five minutes in this segment. But you, you do a lot of work with anti-bullying and, and that, you know, there's a lot of that going on. And I work with a guy, uh, Leroy Butler, um, an ex-Green Bay Packer that does a lot. He goes out and speaks about uh, anti-bullying because where, where he grew up as a kid, that was really prevalent. He he had a hard time. He he couldn't run. He had a hard time with his legs. And he, uh, as, a, as a child, he had those kind of Forrest Gump braces on. And, and you know, kids were really mean to him. And he kept saying, well, I'm going to play in the NFL. And they were like, man, you can't even run. What are you talking about? And, and when you listen to him speak and his anti-bullying message, it's really, it's really, really effective. And that's, uh, that's something that you're really interested in, in working um, to, to get kids out of doing that and to work with the kids that have been bullied, how, how to gain their confidence back, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, growing up on 36 and North, being the only Asian kid, that in the neighborhood that I lived in, you know, obviously I got teased a lot. And then later on moving to Brookfield, and I think we, there are only like four Asian kids in that school that I went to, um, you know, you, you pretty get, you, you get noticed a, a lot. And, um, you know, uh, just from growing up and, you know, thank goodness martial arts was uh, there for me to help uh, have a high level of confidence and not uh, really have it bother me. But, you know, one of the things that uh, um, I was really passionate about is like, uh, how do you help kids be confident and know what to say when it happened? And so, once again, my law enforcement friend, uh, Mr. Gary Klugwitz, uh, he did a program called Verbal Defense and Influence. And it's worked, they work with the uh, uh, Milwaukee Police Department and a lot of the police departments across the country. I believe close to a million officers have learned their, their style of de-escalating conflict for, for using words. And uh, I was one of the civilians that took the class. And, uh, and I asked, uh, Gary and the powers to be, is it, is it, is it all right for me to retranslate this course to children? And he said, absolutely. So we talk about what do you say when someone calls you ugly or fat or, or whatever bad words may come out of their mouth and, and using uh, your words to deescalate that. So there's a step-by-step process. And over the last, uh, decade or so, I've taught over a hundred thousand kids, uh, this exact method. 
And um, uh, about seven years ago, the Business Journal gave me a, a 40 under 40 award for some of our work I saw that, uh, that yeah. I've done with, uh, with all the youth. So, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it and uh, I work with the school systems and the kids. And we have an online program that's free that we want kids to, like, learn and parents can uh, work with. And just like a block, right, when someone says something bad to you, what can you say to deflect those words and move on, you know? And there's a philosophical component, right? Um, it's like, you know, as I tell my own kids, it's like if a kindergartner came up to my middle schooler and said, you know, you're dumb, you know, you'd kind of just laugh it off, right? Because it's like a kindergartner, right? And and it's the same type of mindset that you've got to also create in the kids that when someone calls you a name, you just kind of got to laugh it off and 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 address it. And then there's also other ways to address it if it, if it continues, you know, like a polite threat, being able to know, you know, what your, your sequences are to, to uh, you know, is it teasing or is it bullying? Is it is it to a point where you have to report it or not report it? You know, can you just kind of um, uh, ignore it and is it going to just go away or is it not? You know what I mean? And, and how are you going to address it so it doesn't escalate to a fight? So these are all great, great uh, things that we role play with the children. And um, there comes a point at some point I will verbally assault the children and I'll call them ugly in front of the class. Right. And they've got to they've got to talk me down. Right. And uh, yeah, some kids that like go through it like a champ and other kids their faces turn bright red. And, and you know, and then, you know, we, we talk about, you know, what they could have said and how to deescalate the situation. And then obviously there's also the physical component, you know, and obviously we're not going to teach kids how to knock other kids out. But how to like safely block and reposition the person and then get away safely to talk to talk to a teacher or talk to someone of authority. Hey, um, hey, and, Johnny, on the on the website that I'm looking, Milwaukee.thebullyexpert.com, is that a is that a picture of your wife and kids? Oh no, no, it's a okay. stock picture. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say y'all kicked your coverage a little bit, is what I was gonna tell you, <laughs> but Marquette High boy, but okay, I didn't, I didn't know, but it's a really, it's a website that uh, again, um, as a parent, do you know how? And it gives you a lot of. Uh, you know, how, how to teach your child to be bullyproof and, and how your child should respond if being bullied. And look, uh, again, he's telling you where he grew up, you know, this, uh, he, he learned a lot of life lessons there. And he learned a lot of life lessons from his father, who was a grandmaster. And uh, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to get in the weeds just a little bit. I want to talk about um, the pricing that you have. I know that you guys are, are offering some pretty good deals once you guys get back at it. And we're going to talk to uh, a little bit about that and how to get kids and parents and grandparents involved. In, and look, I'm, I've made a commitment to this man that, that once they open, I'm going to come and start taking these classes. It's always something I've always thought I've wanted to do just to see if I could do it. And now I definitely, and I'm going to be at the, uh, the one in Brookfield. Uh, relatively soon after they they open their doors, and if you want to join me, let me know. Because if you know you know me, if I can do it, um, you can do it. I, and my wife doesn't know it yet, but she's going to be there with me. And my my three older grandsons, uh, Keegan, Logan, and Beckett, I'd like to get them involved as well. You can go to their website. It's jkleeblackbelt.com, jkleeblackbelt.com to get more information. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk about what the costs are to get your kids involved with this. He is Chan Lee from J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's been a really fun show for me because, again, I, I don't know a ton about this, but I'm going to start learning it. And, and, and I've always known that it, it's a great thing to have your kids get involved in martial arts if it's, if it's taught correctly. If it's taught the way that uh, Master uh, Sean Lee and the people from J.K. Lee uh, Black Belt Academy do it. You know, their mission statement basically says, look, if you bring your kids to us, we're going to help them learn to be more focused and more patient and be, you know, kids that that you can be really proud of. And I think that that's really important. Um, Sean, can you talk a little bit about the pricing to, to, to get your family or get your son or daughter involved with J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our program is pretty simple. You can, um, uh, our monthly fees are just one sixty nine a month, right? And uh, one of the things that makes J.K. Lee's unique is the goal of, of Taekwondo at some point is to get a black belt. So um, you just do your monthly dues. And if you happen to complete 36 tuition payments in a row uh, in terms of doing the one sixty nine. And you are not a black belt in that 36 months. Um, you keep coming for free till you reach black belt. So um, I, I think that it's one of the unique things about J.K. Lee's is because we really want you to get a black belt uh, and try to earn it. And if it takes you longer than that time frame, you know it's on us to try to get you there. And and we do not just give you the black belt. You you got to earn it. It's uh, uh, our black belt test is a two day, ten hour test. Uh, and it's pretty extensive, and uh, um, but you work your way up to that point. So you got to get to that level where you're able to, to to pass that test. So because of that, um, and, and it's kind of interesting to me because my father um, wanted the test to be harder, so he made it two days uh, and made it longer. And uh, some people complained and said, you know, I don't know if this, this is just too hard or whatever. But you know, my father said, if you want to like earn something in life and you go through it early and say, you know, you've been through it and you do it, then it really sets a springboard for saying, you know, I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. Uh, and the results have been that more people have been training harder to try to reach that point to get their black belt. And uh, it, it ended up being a, a good move for us as an organization to make our test even even harder than it is. Um, but uh, like I said, it, it uh, especially for children, when they get their black belt and you get a 9, 10, 11-year-old Junior black belt. Just to be clear, you're not a full black belt till age 16. Um, it it really sees the sense of accomplishment and what they think they can do in life. It really makes a big difference because you know all of a sudden they're walking around, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade with you know this black belt. They have to start doing everything at a black belt level. You you, you give 100. percent You don't give up. You try your hardest. You have a better attitude than everybody else because it's it's one of the mantras of what we like the kids to accomplish and. And uh, it, it really is a wonderful thing from, for them to do. Hey, John, you know, I, I, I was, uh, after we talked, and we've talked a few times this week, but when we talked about when you guys reopened that, that I want to be part of this, and I got a little bit nervous, and I went on the website, and then you see these beautiful pictures of these really cute little girls that are, that are getting involved in this, and, you, and then you think, hey, you know, I'm a grown man. If, this, if they can do this and go through it, I certainly can can give this a shot and and try it as well and and so I, I the nerve 
way after I went on the website and take a, uh, took a look at, you know, all of the things that you offer from, you know, children's classes to family to adult to anti-bullying to self-defense and, and all of that. And again, they're located in Brookfield, Waukesha, Hales Corners, Germantown, Sussex and Fox Point. Uh, Master Chanley is is he runs the Brookfield location, but his father is your uh, father. Is he still with us? Yeah, he's uh, 77, still very active um, in our classes, in our organization. Um, he's kind of like uh, the Taekwondo Waldo because he'll, he'll like just randomly show up at a location and teach a class. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's um, awesome. Know, yeah, his name is on the, on, on, the, on the building. So, you know, he still likes to go teach. Uh, we had a black belt test and he still ran the three miles with the candidates. So, um, there's many pictures of him running with the candidates, you know, uh, to get them all fired up for, for black belt testing. So, yeah, he's a fine example of um, how we should gra- uh, age gracefully. And, um, uh, you know, he's still my hero and is still one of the people I, I look up to every single day um, in terms of the I mindset you got to have to be successful. Yeah. Hey, when, when you guys reopen, are you still offering that two, uh, free two-week trial if people fill the, the form out? Yeah, absolutely. We ask everybody, you know, do the form two weeks, try it out, see if this is a good fit uh, for you and your child. And, uh, you know, just try our classes. And, you know, um, you know, we're very uh, transparent, very open. We want all our people to kind of just, you know, see the organization and, and the community. I think there's one thing that uh, you'll see is that the people that train with us are just they're very, they're solid people. They're just good people. They're not the people that like to sit around and watch Netflix all day. They're, they're pretty active people. And, uh, and you get inspired to like, want to be active and push yourself and so forth. And, and when you're around that type of energy, it just, uh, you know, it's just infectious. Well, the benefits of, of family martial arts, and it's right on the website. Again, go to that website, jkleeblackbelt.com. But you share in a fun, non-competitive activity, improve physical and mental well-being, um, develop family safety awareness and defense skills, and join a supportive community to make new friends. All really good things. Um, and again, for me, it's, it's, it's continuing on this journey that I'm on, trying to drop this weight and, and be physically fit. And I'm going to be part of this. And if you want to join me, let me know. And I'll talk to uh, to Master Chan Lee about having a few of us, a couple of you coaches that are listening. If you want to go out there, if, if I can do it, you know you guys can do it. And uh, we'll, we'll go in together. And again, it, it's going to be a really, um, it's going to be challenging. I'm going to be nervous in the beginning. But on the website, when, you, when it talks about building confident and focused students to take on a challenging world, that can go for us grandfathers and grandmothers as well. That, that we can get more confident and safe in our surroundings and then bring our grandkids with us so they become focused students to take on a very challenging world. Man, this is awesome. I really appreciate your willingness to come on this show. And you guys have a great thing going at J.K. Lee Blackfeld Academy. Tom, thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you for having me. And um, it's kind of neat finally being on your show because uh, I do listen to it in the morning. And uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's so awesome to be uh, on the radio and, uh, and talking to you about uh, what our family's been doing here for over 40 years. And I want to thank Nicole for, for, for uh, putting this together. And, and if I can, um, there's a lot going on. Six, six months from now, I'd love to have you back. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You, 
You got it. Thanks for listening. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah.